You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos, Lakers Fast Break, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, Lakerholics.com. And of course, everyone at the Hoop Heads Podcast Network, where there is a number of great NBA shows you can listen to after you listen to ours, of course. And if you do support any of these great causes, it is sincerely appreciated. The Lakers thought a return, a matchup against the, I guess, rivals, as you could say, after last week, the fighting rivals of the Detroit Pistons as the Detroit Pistons came into town looking for revenge on LeBron and everyone out there on the Lakers team. But it looked like it was going to be a good matchup. And the half, the Lakers in a close game, but in the third quarter, in a quarter that has been a problem for most of the season for the Lakers, the Lakers started to put it into gear, pull down to a 19-point lead, And then I said, as they pulled out to that 19-point lead, the Lakers just can't stand prosperity. The Pistons had them right where they wanted them. Exactly. (laughs) Had a 15-point lead last week on the Lakers, and they couldn't handle it. This time, the Lakers had a 19-point lead on them. And wouldn't you know it, the Lakers did everything they could to try and give the game away again. But this time, due to a great performance from the big three, held strong enough to go ahead and pull the game out at the very end, 110 to 106. And the performance from the big three, even though LeBron with a big number is kind of injured, kind of worried about it because his abdominal mm. was a little shot. Actually, he bumped into someone as he was going for layup. He was bumped into a piston and I think really aggravated that abdominal injury that he has. But still, 33 points, 9 assists, 5 rebounds, was able to finish the game out. AD, Anthony Davis, chipped in with 24 and 10. And also, Russell Westbrook had 25 points and 9 assists and 6 rebounds to add on to it. So, good performance from the big three. Only three turnovers? Yes, only three turnovers for him. Horrible defense, though. I'm telling you right now, Laker Tom, 
absolutely horrible defense on his part. He could be the worst defender in the league. And AD, though, good for him. Two for two from three-point area after it was told on today's game that he is the worst three-point shooter (laughs) in the NBA. So good for him as well. But here today to talk about the game and the fact that the Lakers got no support from anyone other than the big three. He's a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom and Laker Tom. The good news, the big three showed up. The bad news, nobody else did. Well, we won the game. You know, that's, what that's all that matters. As we time, say you know here I mean? on the show, a win is a win yeah, is right. a win. As Jamie Sweet said so aptly in, uh, at Lakerholics.com, we're past the it's just one game scenarios. At this point in time, when you repeat that over and over and over like the Lakers have done, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, a streak, a winning streak for the for this Lakers team is one game. And they're in a winning streak right now, so we'll see what happens in the next game. They don't really have a terribly tough schedule in the next 10 to 15 games. You know, they've got the Clippers, and I think they get to play the Bucks once and, and maybe the Nets once, but uh, they got a lot of teams that they should be able to beat. I thought what was fascinating about this game is all of Frank's sort of hinting that we might have changes, you know, when he refuses to announce the lineup changes ahead of time to the reporters in the past, it's always been because there's been a lineup change. So he teased the same thing tonight and then stuck with his guns and went with the same two guys, Bradley, who put up another goose egg. Well, let me just say this. Let me just say this. 44 minutes from three players and zero points from Avery Bradley, Carmelo Anthony, and Austin Reeves. Yep. The only Zeros. thing I saw, the only thing I saw tonight that I liked, okay, to be honest, was a good dose of LeBron at center, which I think yes. is one of our best lineups. It really is a funny thing. We got Westbrook to have a third superstar to win games just like this game, where you're Supposed role players who were supposed to rise up to the occasion and become the next man up miraculously every game. When none of them rise up, you know, what happens then is if you don't have that third star, you you lose the game. And so so this was good, good in the sense that, yeah, you know, Russ has been playing fairly well. And, you know, we saw some semblance of a of a split between what's going to happen when the Lakers don't have all three superstars in the game. We see that on the one hand, it's the LeBron alone and it's the Russ with, uh, with AD combination. That's what's going to fill the middle of each half after the starters open and close the, the, well, the I do want to put one little flower in the garden known as this game today and that is something that i think you haven't pointed out yet and that is something you have pointed out over the past couple weeks has been a major problem is points in the paint and the lakers dominate today 18 points plus yeah 58 to 40 i'll take that anytime did very well well. we got out rebounded though we got out rebounded i I mean it's still the piece of the puzzle my friend we're still we're still missing those pieces of puzzle they were horrible from three but they did shoot 50% overall, which, again, that I'll take. That I'll take. Yeah, and, you know, they started off really being careless with the ball, but but they ended up, you know, being fairly well with the turnovers. You know what I mean? I thought it looked like it was going to be a horrible game. for the Yeah, because they were dropping everything. They were fumbling yeah, you know, everything, and it was just – it was uh, crazy. Um, they ended up with 12 turnovers, yeah. which, is, it, which is excellent, you know. Yeah. 
Uh, and in, it, in, in line with what in line with one of those big improvements that's come by players being able to play in the same lineups and so forth. And I'm uh, I'm very happy about the 50% because of the fact that in the first half they missed a ton of easy layups and baskets. Right. I mean, it's not just THT, even though THT did blow, but they were talking about every one of those individuals that were driving to the basket were either fumbling the ball away or just basically missing one and two foot shots. And it's just very frustrating. The Lakers should have been up by 10 or 15 at the half simply because of right. the fact you're missing all those easy shots. And it's just very frustrating. Well, like you, you know, said, and it, it comes, it's such a three point league because, you know, you go into the fourth quarter and they hit four out of eight threes and, and we hit one out of four threes and then all of a sudden it's a game again. Yeah. And that big lead that you had evaporated and, you know, and, some of it was Trey Lyles, who just got hot for a stretch there and couldn't seem to miss anything. I don't know whether it's we're we're in what twenty twenty two games into the season, so we're a yes. fourth of the way through. We're at the quarter pole, if you will. And when you step back and assess this team, it's they're playing like a five hundred team, which is exactly yeah. what they are. You see the glimpses of what can happen, and especially if everybody comes through and plays that well. But just like a lot of other teams that seem to have been the old guard, if you will, struggling and playing playing around 500 ball, whether it's the Bucks and the Clippers and whoever else, you know. I don't know whether it's just early in the season and things are going to revert back to it, but somehow this whole season being part of this post-COVID thing or still hanging on to the COVID. It's either the it's either the first year without COVID really being a major factor or else it's the third year of our COVID series of years, you know. But it 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 seems like there's a changing of the guard, you know. I mean I see young players left and right. Just, yes just and no. I mean because disrespecting well, yeah. their elders and 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 coming out and having great games and and so many, so many talented young players in the league holding their own, you know? Well, I will say this. I mean, Jeremy Grant did have a good performance, 32 points today. Kate Cunningham is still struggling. Looking, wouldn't he look good in purple and gold? <laughs> yes, he would look good in purple and gold. Kate Cunningham, I think he's glad that he's done with Anthony Davis and the Lakers because yeah, Anthony Davis right. blocks all of his shots. But he ended up with 15 but to me, you know, it's not all a young man's league yet. The changing the guard is not 100% happen because when the top two MVP players right now, the MVP candidates are Kevin Durant and, of course, Stephen Curry, it's not quite changed over yet. No, but, but you can see, the, you can see the wave starting. It's on you its can, way. You can see the wave starting to gain ground. Yeah. 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 I can yeah. see. I mean, obviously, with the – with the uh, players that are under 27 years old, there's still a lot of players out there that can and and are doing so well for their teams. So and I and I think you're yeah. seeing the results in some of the games where there's there's been some startling upsets already this season of of good teams. You know. Yeah. Um. And and one of the other things too is that there's been so much off season movement in teams that teams that have stability and that have continuity like Golden State and and Phoenix all of a sudden are, are really, you know, showing their stuff because they're not going through the struggles that a lot of other teams are because of just the number of changes of superstars who've moved around and key players who've moved around and all of the player movement and the buyout market that we've seen become almost as big as the free agent market. 
Um, yes. So it's it's just a, it's just an entirely different environment now, and uh, it's such a change from 20 years ago. And and you know you you wonder where the league's going to go and whether they're going to make moves to to try to you know prevent. I know the buyout market is going to be one of the targets of the small small market owners come you know the next CBA, but. We've got, you know, it's going to be December 15th or January 15th, December 15th for everybody, but T, but uh, THT and January 15th for THT to be eligible to be traded. That's, um, that's a good number. That's eight games or I'm sorry, after tonight, it's seven games till December 15th and 21 games till January 15th. That means most likely that we're probably going to go 21 days before we could even possibly make a trade that would bring us back a significant player. Well, you can't sign Boogie Cousins because he just signed with Milwaukee. <laughs> I know, Sorry, I know. Non-guaranteed deal, though. He might be out back out on the market pretty quickly. I don't know. The whole, point is well. that, the whole point is that we're sitting here as a 500 team, 22 games in, and we've got another 22 games or 21 games getting us to 43 games, which out of a 82 season is past the halfway mark before we're going to get expect to help from outside. And it's at least going to be a couple of weeks at best before Trevor Ariza or Kendrick Nunn are available to play. So we got another eight or nine games with the same exact roster that we got now. If we go and and we hit the 30 game mark at 15 and 15, that's not going to be good for Frank Vogel. And and for sure, I'll tell you, if we were to go in at 43 and be 20, 22 and 21, for example, at 43 games at the halfway mark of the season, I don't think that would be good for Frank Vogel either. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters was The Last Skywalker. I know, condolences to me. Wow, man. Right. I I just had talked about that, and I completely forgot that I saw that movie. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't speak great things about it, I suppose. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. It's not fair to him, but for three games in a row, he has started a lineup that shoots 15% from three. (laughs) I mean, you can't, you just cannot go out and totally put non-shooters out there and have no spacing. Absolutely. They've got to go out there and produce. And unfortunately, THD is a major problem this because his play has really just gone off the deep end. Today, he gave you 12 points, but in doing so, was one of four from three. Almost fouled out of the game because he couldn't stay in front of guys. I know he was fouling a lot. Still, I mean, you see the really good and the really bad with him. But lately, you've been seeing more of the really bad with him lately. And that's just very disappointing to see where his game has ended up as, as soon as LeBron came back. And, and that's unfortunate for him. His game doesn't seem to mesh well with LeBron's. So well, I'm you, hoping that... You've got to be a shooter. I mean, yeah. it's not like it's a secret, you know. No, You're, it's not. Surround LeBron with shooters, you know. Yeah, Everybody knows it, but they continually don't do it. How but you also got to put... 
but you also got to have shooters that can actually defend. And that's, that's part of the problem as well. And then with getting well, Russell Westbrook. No, you know, here's the truth about the, here's the truth about DeAndre Jordan and Avery Bradley. They both rank at the very bottom of the defensive ratings for Laker players. I didn't they're the say best, they were they're, they're two of the best defenders that the Lakers have the last well, few they, years. They were. Hold on. They, they were. were. Okay. But they were. Not their now. offensive ratings are so terrible that they come out, even though they had a positive net rating or a positive defensive rating, or let's say the best defensive rating for the last two games, their net rating was the worst for the team for the last two games. In other words, yeah, they give you a little bit of defense but they totally destroy your offense to the point where you can't win the games. And Frank just seems to, I mean, three games in a row, man. I mean, what's the guy going to do? You're going to continue to play 500 ball. And if you do that till the trade deadline, you will lose your job. And that's a shame, again, for a guy who led the Lakers to the championship a little over one year ago. So that's something, again, that we've seen in the world of sports. I know it's the, the hard business. I understand, though, that for me, it's an issue about uh, Rob Palenka versus Frank Vogel. I would think if you let Frank Vogel go, you should let Rob go at the same time because he's the one that created this roster of mismatched parts in the first place, a lot of which were said by me it was not the greatest fit in the world especially the Russell Westbrook fit. But then again, Russell Westbrook today, this was the right kind of Russell Westbrook you like. It's the kind of Russell Westbrook you got. It's just a Russell Westbrook you don't get often enough. But enough today was the big three. It's just what's surrounding the big three is really kind of hard when you got all these minimum contracts. So we'll see what happens, indeed. But I want to go ahead and end on this show on a more positive note because the Lakers did win 110 to 106. The big three did carry the day with 25 from Russell Westbrook, AD at 24, LeBron James at 33, and the Lakers are now back up to 11-11. I want to tell everybody out there on the good part of today's, so they can take this out with them, where if you're listening in the morning or you're you know, you're watching, listening to us at work and things of that nature Monday morning, Lakers are now in sixth place, and they're not in the play-in tournament if the season ended today, just by winning today. So they hopped up two spaces in the Western Conference. So, Laker Tom, at least there's that. And 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 we're as Anthony Davis has promised us, we're on the verge of a nine a ten game winning streak. All we have to do is win ten games in a row, and and everything will be hunky dory. You know, we'll be we'll be twenty and eleven. You know. It's been a roller coaster ride, my friend, but the roller coaster for today seems to be going uphill. Let's hopefully it will keep on rising and rising and going in the right direction. But we'll know for sure on Tuesday as the Lakers have got another revenge game in mind against as they go up to Sacramento for the Sacramento Kings. It's a seven o'clock start to everyone out there. Just to let everyone know it's a seven o'clock p.m. start. But we'll be back after the game to talk about all the things that went on in the Sacramento game. Hopefully it'll be a win and revenge factor for the team. No more overtimes, please. Let's just stay away from that right now. Let's give LeBron a rest. You know, we don't even know LeBron's status because. Yeah, that's he, probably the biggest concern we have. Yeah, because he, you know? he, he was mean, holding his side after yeah. that play. Because it, was, it wasn't even the Pistons guy's fault. Let's give the Pistons, uh, the defender, the credit. He, LeBron charged into the lane. It was just a, even what you would consider, you wouldn't even consider it a hard bump. They just 
LeBron had his arms above his head to go ahead and put up the shot and just, you know, like almost like you, they were doing a, a belly bump and they just bumped into each other. And that's all it took was the wrong hit yeah. at the wrong time. And, it, and LeBron was, was grabbing his abdomen every, every way. So we'll see. And, and, we'll let and you know. Friday, next Friday is the South is the Clippers, right? right, right. I believe so. Yes. According to the schedule. Oh, might be wise out to, until then. Might be wise to have LeBron sit out the next game and get ready for the Clippers. Okay, well, we'll see what happens. But this week, I just want to let everybody know it is Tuesday. They're at Sacramento, and then after that, there is going to be the Friday matchup against uh, the Clippers at the soon-to-be Crypto.com Arena. I wonder how they're going to match up with that. And I want to talk about that as far as the Staples Center. Just you know, maybe. Actually, they should have done the transition changeover on Friday, just changing it over. Nobody talked about office supplies when Staples was the sponsor, so they probably won't say anything. As long as Russell Westbrook doesn't keep calling it the Crypt Center. Well, the Crypt. The Crypt is the best place to go. Yes, to me, that's the best one for. But, again, they should have, like, a ceremony on Friday since both the tenants for the NBA are We bury a stapler and... uh... Yeah, something like that. Something like that, indeed. But cannot thank you enough for stopping by, Laker Tom. I know you got some great stuff on the way for Lakerholics.com. Before we head on out, I'll go ahead and let you have just a second on what you're working on this week at Lakerholics.com. I'll go ahead and mention as well, at Lakerholics.com, you can find his latest article that's there. (laughs) A little bit late on the what can Frank Vogel do to stop the bleeding and make it to the trade deadline. He's got some more ideas, but a little bit late on the Christian Wood thing. We've talked about Christian Wood and getting him on the Lakers now since I made that proposed trade two years ago almost. Right. Almost two years, my friend. That's how long it's been. That would have been the greatest trade ever. I'm just letting you know for the Lakers. Okay, outside the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's an, it's an interesting thing that, I mean, the whole – whole... It could have gotten Derek Rose, Barkeith yeah. Morris, and Christian Wood. Well, of course – not only did the Lakers not propose the trade that Gerald is talking about, but neither did the Pistons agree to it, but it was a great idea. I, I do admit. And in retrospect, but you know, I, I, I talk about this in several times in, in several different articles and the Lakers have a dilemma because they've, they've got what is probably the best small ball center in basketball in Anthony Davis. And they have a coach, though, who doesn't really like to play small ball. He likes to play big ball. And he likes two bigs. And it's almost as if there's a conflict going on between... If you saw the picture Moneyball, you can remember the scenes where Brad Pitt was trying to... had put together a squad of players that had an analytics future and so forth, and he wanted to play them. And the the current manager refused to do it. And I, I feel sort of like that with respect to Frank Vogel, that, you know, it's, it's like Frank has just dug in and saying now that, you know, I don't care what you gave me. I don't care if these guys are better offensively than, than Avery Bradley and D'Angelo, uh, DeAndre Jordan. I'm, I'm not going to play them. I'm not going to start them, period. Yeah, we'll think about it. We'll talk about it. We'll we'll look at the different things. We're evaluating different ideas and so forth. But 
I want two bigs. So if he wants two bigs, then maybe the Lakers need to go out and look for a Miles Turner trade or look for a Christian Wood trade or look for a Mo Bamba trade, but go out and get a center who is better than DeAndre, better than, than Drummond, better than Gasol, better than all of these rent-a-center, one-year contract, minimum salary guys that we have rotated through the five spot in this team for the last three years since we got LeBron James. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's so funny, though, if DeMarcus Cousins actually produces for Milwaukee and we actually had him on the team when he was injured and all we had to do is just let him get healthy. I understand he fits in that whole scenario, what you're talking about, but it just would be kind of funny. you got to admit, it would be kind of funny. You know what Frank refuses to do is to understand that the only reason AD plays the five for the Lakers is because of his defense. It's not, it's not, and it never has been because he's a stretch five. We really have never embraced having a stretch five on the team. Even he's when not we a, had Gasol, we didn't embrace right now. We don't have a stretch five right now. Because and he's been shooting really so badly need. from the outside. Even his mid range. I mean, that's game. what we really need. We're, we, we're playing, it's like we're playing small ball with our hands tied behind our backs. Because we don't have any size, and then secondly, we don't have a center who shoots from outside. That's not really small ball. It's just, it's just, boogie ball. Could have been boogie ball, but be that as it may. Again, as Laker Tom, check out his latest articles where he talks about LeBron playing at the center position and going with that lineup and seeing if it's working and something that Lakers should continue to do. And then also his latest article, you got to go ahead and check out. That's what Frank Vogel could do to stop the bleeding and make it to the trade deadline. Go ahead and check out his articles today at LakerOlics.com. But once again, the Lakers did win. Try as hard as they might not to, but they still did win. 110 to 106 behind the big threes. Good showing. Just cannot thank you enough for watching and listening. We'll be back on Tuesday, hopefully with a better, more even-rounded performance from everybody contributing some good things. Hopefully that will be the case. We'll check on LeBron's status. Hopefully we will not be out for the next game, but we'll see what happens. It is the Lakers winning 110-106 to over the Detroit Pistons, and we'll be back on Tuesday night after the Sacramento game talking about Lakers and Kings. Hopefully the Lakers will win this time around. But we'll see what happens as we'll be back to go ahead and report it all to you right here at the Lakers Basketball Podcast.